It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to BGN Radio. Roethlisberger's back. He's looking. He's hit. He's pulling away, but he can't get free. Brandon Graham with another sack. Hey, everyone. What is going on? Bleeding Green Nation. It is BLG back with another BGN Radio daily episode right here streaming live on the Bleeding Green Nation Facebook page. Give us a like there if you haven't already and you're listening to this on the replay in the BGN Radio feed, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn, all of those kind of apps. Uh, Make sure you give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Uh, if, If you like the podcast, if you like what we do, that would be a big help for us. Chad already checking in the comments. What's up, Chad? What's up, everyone? want to get to five things today. So just like I want you to give us a five-star review, I have five things for you to talk about. Five Eagles things. Um, Chayton Tromba in the comments here is saying when he sees it's me, he immediately leaves. So uh, see ya to Chayton Tromba. But um, so again, five things I want to get to here today. And then if we have time at the end, try to take some questions. Uh, we already have one reader question that has been submitted and might be every week. I'll get to that at the end of my five things. That's the fifth and final thing. So that's a little tease for you right there. First thing, starting off, Ronald Darby. The Eagles traded for him last week. Everyone was kind of like, you know, all right, this guy was really good as a rookie. Didn't perform as well last year in Buffalo. What's the deal with Ronald Darby? Is he any good? And now it's only been two days of practice. You know, it's not a, it's not the biggest sample size there is, but I'll tell you, Ronald Darby looks pretty good to me. He's not getting beat. He's breaking up passes, which he is known to do. He had an interception today. I really like what I've seen out of Ronald Darby. And it's not only just Ronald Darby playing well. It's like they added him. And all of a sudden, the entire secondary looks better. 
I don't know if that's just a coincidence. Some people might say the offense is just struggling without J-Matt, and I don't totally agree with that. Um, you know, I don't know how J-Matt not being here is making Matt McGloin not look good, who, let's face it, he's not good anyway. But still, just the whole offense, even the backups, um, they've kind of looked out of sync. So, and and to the, 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 the credit of the defense, like, the defense is stepping up. So, it's not just a matter of the offense looking bad. And I think Ronald Darby coming in here, obviously him alone makes the defense better. But in addition to that, um, he makes, the whole defense seems to have stepped up. The cornerbacks especially, they know there's a new guy in here now, and they need to compete. You look at Jalen Mills. He had a, at least a couple pass breakups today in practice. He's looking good. You look at um, Razul Douglas. Also, same thing. He struggled a little bit when he was covering, uh, who was it? Um, one of the receivers in one-on-ones. I can't remember. It's in my practice notes. Go check out those on bleedinggreennation.com. And... In addition to that, you have guys like C.J. Smith stepping up and Aaron Grimes and and even Patrick Robinson, who was getting torched and doesn't look very good at all. And for quite frankly, I still don't know if he's really going to make the team. He doesn't look as bad in the slot, and that's where he's lining up now because you have Darby on the outside, you have Mills on the outside. I think those are two good... I mean, I don't think Mills... I don't know if Mills is actually... I don't know how good he is yet, but I think the combination of Mills and Darby is at least... It's a decent starting lineup. Certainly much better than what the Eagles had before they added Darby here. So you, you take Robinson out of the outside spot. You bring Darby in. The defense as a whole looks better. Darby looks good. He's the real deal, as far as I can tell, early on. Um, so I know everyone wanted to know about Ronald Darby. That's why... I let off with that. That was my first thing. Now, to the other side of the Darby trade, the Eagles send out Jordan Matthews to Buffalo. We've kind of talked about this a lot already on the podcast. We had the emergency podcast on Friday. You can go listen to that. Also talked about it on the WIP show that we did on Saturday, so you can check that out too. Who replaces Jordan Matthews in the slot? The first answer to a lot of people is Nelson Aguilar. That's the guy who's been taking the first team reps in the slot when Jordan Matthews was still here, but J-Matt wasn't practicing in the spring because he had a knee issue. And now that he's gone, yes, Nelson Aguilar is in the slot. But as Jarrell Hernandez is suggesting in the comments right now, yes, Zach Ertz is also a guy that could figure into that role. Because let's face it, I think Jordan Matthews and, and Zach Ertz are... They're not the same exact player. You know, one's a tight end. One, you know, Jordan Matthews obviously faster. But their their skill sets are they're similar. I think there's some kind of redundancy there. And I, I do think you can put Ertz in the slot. You could put Trey Burton in the slot. You can put Marcus Johnson in the slot. He's lined up there, also lined up on the outside. I think Matt Collins is more of an outside guy for his career. But you can use him in the slot. Try it out at least. See what how it goes. Uh, Greg Ward isn't a guy who I would think would be playing much as a rookie, but the Eagles have been using him in the slot too, so that's something to keep in mind as a depth guy. Uh, so, And then I didn't even include the running backs. You have Dono Pumphrey. You have Darren Sproles, who lines up in the slot. Wendell Smallwood, is, he's a pretty good pass catcher as well. So you have so many 
slot options in there that I'm really not too worried about who's going to replace Nelson, or Jordan Matthews in that sense. You have so many options. And think about it this way. I was talking to John Barchard at practice today, and we were having a conversation, and I had said to him, look, John, and he agrees with me. I'm not saying he disagreed, but I was just reasoning out loud with him. I was saying, look, you can have a slot by committee. Like You can rotate guys in the slot. It doesn't always need to be the same guy. You cannot do that at cornerback. Like if, if you're rotating your cornerbacks, that just means you don't have any good cornerbacks, and that's not really going to work out. So for the Eagles to get a guy who can come in here and be good at cornerback and Ronald Darby and ship out Jordan Matthews, that's just another reason why it makes sense to me and why it was easy to trade him and, and why I'm not super worried about them replacing him because it's not like a one-for-one one thing. It's not like you need one guy to step up and you're counting on him. Like A lot of people are like, oh, man, you know, we traded Jordan Matthews. Now Nelson Aguilar is, you know, everyone's counting on him to be the only option. Like, that's not the case. They have a number of options, and Aguilar is kind of the main guy there. But um, that's something to keep in mind. Third thing out of five things I want to mention, Alshon Jeffrey is back practicing in 11-on-11. He's virtually a full participant in practice. I just wanted to talk about this real quick because I think it's kind of been silly how we're just there's been people criticizing Alshon for not practicing fully and what does it matter? Like honestly, what does it mean? He's missing some reps in training camp and that's a big deal. I just don't I don't get it personally. Look, the Eagles signed Alshon to a one year deal. I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine that there was some very realistic and open communication there about Look, you know, I'm coming in on a one-year deal. You guys got to treat me right. And the Eagles, you know, they know they have to treat him right. Like, they can't be running out Alshon here in practice every single day and having him at risk to get hurt. He's injury-prone. We've seen it. And, you know, so you don't want to waste him now. And, and then the same, uh, the same line of thought, not only do you want him not to get hurt, but you... I, I totally forget where I was going with that because I saw a really good comment here, so I'll get back to that. But um, the other thing with Alshon getting hurt here is not only does this disprove um, where the critics of him who have been saying, you know, oh, he's soft or whatever, because, look, he was one of the, the guys working out after practice, one of the last guys on the field working on his route running, I know it's practice, everyone here talking about practice, but still, uh, I, I do think it's good to see Alshon back in the fold. He looked pretty good to me. I think everyone kind of making an issue out of him not practicing, I just don't think it's a big deal. So, with that said, I'm going to move on to my fourth point, which is Ryan Matthews seems like he's finally going to get cut. I mean, it's only been since forever that we've been hearing that this was going to happen and that the Eagles know... He's not going to be back with the team, and he probably knows he's not going to be back with the team because they want to cut him and save $4 million in cap space by doing that. So the thing with Matthews is he's in Philadelphia. He's seeing his neck surgeon or his spine surgeon, whoever operated on him. If he gets cleared, the Eagles will cut him. They'll save the $4 million in cap space. If he doesn't get cleared, the Eagles could wait until he gets healthy. If that it's not if that's really never going to happen in a time frame that works for them, 
they can cut them with an injury settlement, they would only save about $2.85 million in cap space as uh, opposed to $4 million if he's healthy. So we'll see how that shakes out. It sounds like we should hear something soon. I know we've been saying that all offseason. But for all those people who always ask about Ryan Matthews and are the Eagles actually going to cut him, uh, yes, absolutely. So we can all look – well, not look forward to that. I mean, you know, it's a shame Ryan Matthews is losing his job, but it's – you know, we can – Move on from that. It's finally probably going to be over here real soon. Fifth thing. I feel like I went through these pretty quick. but that's okay because we have time for questions. Fifth thing I wanted to bring up was our daily, or for in my show at least, our weekly rather, over and under from our good friend Stephen Lee in West Palm Beach, Florida. Always coming up with great overs and unders. I had said that on the podcast, and now he's giving me them for our Monday show here that you're listening to right now. So thank you to Stephen Lee for this. He gave us three over and under numbers that I want to get to. First one is Ronald Darby pass breakups. He has that set at 16. In his rookie year, Ronald Darby had 21 pass breakups. Last year, he only had 12. So it's a good number to set it at. It's it's not an easy answer, and that's the, the point of these over-unders, obviously. To me, I'm going to go over with Darby on 16. I think it's right around there, but I'm not going to go under because I think he's really active with his hands and getting his hands on the ball, making plays. I think Darby is going to get a number of targets, especially in this division with the wide receivers he's going to have to cover. So he's going to have those opportunities to get those pass breakups. I think Darby's going to be good. The downside there is he doesn't really catch the ball. <laughs> like Some of those pass breakups should be interceptions, and that's kind of a knock on him. If you look at his hand size, he kind of has smaller hands for a corner in terms of his spider graph on mock draftable, if you've ever seen that. Uh, so that's kind of a concern with Darby. But if he's breaking up passes, it's a lot better than allowing them like Patrick Robinson does. So I'm going over for Darby on 16 pass breakups. Jalen Mills, three interceptions. I'm going under on that. Jalen Mills has never had three more interceptions, or three interceptions, more than three interceptions, I should say, dating back to playing safety at LSU in college. Maybe he would have had more in college if he played corner more often. I don't know. But he only had three in his best season in college. He had zero last year. I think he's more of a pass breakup guy than an interception guy in any case. So I have to go under. Jalen Mills. I do think he'll have at least one, though. He didn't have any last season, as I just said. I, d- I do think he'll get his first one this year. Maybe two. Maybe even three at the very most, but I, I can't go over with three interceptions. So, as RC Spider thinks he will get five or six, that's pretty good. I am not taking that bet. Um, Nigel Bradham. A hundred tackles. Now, I'm guessing this means a hundred combined tackles. Nigel Bradham had 102 of those, according to NFL.com, last year. So, can he repeat that performance? I think so. I think Nigel Bradham is a pretty good player. I don't see a reason for him to decline all of a sudden, except for the fact that I don't know if he's going to get suspended. We don't know anything about that definitively, but it seems like there might be a chance. You know, there's been talk that he's not going to jail. We know that much. But he's still subject to the NFL's conduct, personal conduct policy, which we saw Ezekiel Elliott get suspended under that same kind of policy. So I'm not going to say 
Bradham gets 100 tackles because he got 102 last year playing all the games. If he gets suspended or something, he's going to miss at least a game or two. So I have to take the under on that as well. So those are our five things. Thank you again to Stephen Lee. I want to get to some of the comments. If you have any questions right now, we'll get to some of those. And already, Jonathan J. Prince Davila checking in saying, Greg Ward over Bryce Treggs. Yeah, I think the interesting thing there is that Greg Ward, they seem to just like him a lot. You know, he's come in here. He's made a good transition from quarterback to receiver. I think they like him as a slot guy. The Eagles obviously have a void there. I mean, Aguilar is going to play that, but there's going to be some kind of rotation there. Uh, I, I just think they like Ward more than Treggs overall because Treggs, I think, is more of an outside guy, and they already have some people there. And Treggs is also a guy who uh, I'm not sure really helps you on special teams as much, even though he has speed. Uh, not exactly the guy who's going to go down and tackle people in coverage. I think Ward might have an edge over there. And as you know, those depth spots might come down to things like special teams. So... Uh, that's why I think Ward is over him. Getting a lot of questions, such as the one here from Nick Ariola, about the Eagles' run game and why was it an issue and will it continue and do I think Donald Pumphrey's fumble uh, issues will continue. I mean, the, the Pumphrey stuff, I'll start with that because that's concerning. You know, he did fumble, not only in the game, but then he muffed a punt. And then he came back in practice on Saturday and he fumbled when he got tackled by Steven Daniels, who was a guy the Eagles just cut yesterday. So when you're you're fumbling and it was the guy who isn't even good enough to be on the team, I mean, that's not a good sign. I mean, it's never a good sign to fumble. But when it happens on a guy who doesn't even make the team, it's even worse. So I do think that's an issue with Pumphrey. He's just very small. He's only 176 pounds. Uh, I think that's an issue. I think he... I don't know how ready he is to play in the NFL right now. Maybe... He'll step up in some of these final preseason games here and prove us all wrong, prove me wrong. But I, I do think um, it is a concern right now. And as far as the run game as a whole, way too early to react to the first game and start to be majorly concerned. Sean Cottrell had a good piece up on Bleeding Great Nation about why you really shouldn't be concerned too much. You can read that. It's a pretty good article. Uh, Frank Reich had even said, too, after practice today, the Eagles offensive coordinator, he had talked about the fact that you have to consider that the Packers were blitzing on pretty much like every play. And part of that's because the Packers probably wanted to work on their, their blitz packages. It's the preseason. This is the time of year where you work on those kind of things. And you can't really work on blitzing in practice, you know, because you can't actually sack the quarterback. And a lot of the times you're not tackling to the ground every single day. So the Packers, it seems like they wanted to work on their blitzing, and that really hurt the Eagles' run game. And then you, you might say, well, why didn't the Eagles do anything to counter the blitzing from the Packers? And the answer to that, as Frank Reich said, and it makes sense, is that the Eagles don't want to show what they're going to do against the blitz in the preseason, because who cares? Like, they're not trying to win the game. That's not the point, you know. It's the preseason. You want to have vanilla coverages. You don't want to show too much. You don't want to give away what you're going to do in the regular season especially against a team like the Packers who are in the same conference as the Eagles, you know, and, and they could potentially play in the playoffs. They're not playing in the regular season. But uh, I wouldn't worry too much about the offensive line thing and the run game as a whole right now. I do think the running back position is a 
it's I mean it's fair to be skeptical about it and you know it's fair to be a little bit concerned in the sense of I don't know if the Eagles have great running backs you know I think Blunt is he can contribute but I don't think he's the full you know he's not this magical answer by any means he's not the long-term answer and I want to see more out of him I want to see Smallwood be able to stay healthy I think he's looked good when he's been practicing but he had a hamstring injury that caused him to miss the game last week. Seems to be back at practice, so hopefully maybe he'll go this week and we'll see what he can do. But, you know, Sproles is only a part-time guy, and that leaves Pumphrey as your fourth guy, and, and I think Pumphrey, as we saw with the fumble issues and everything, that's a concern. So it's not exactly the most encouraging position, and I would get why you'd be concerned about the running backs. But as far as the offensive line goes, I think it's just way too early to start panicking about all of that. Uh, still a lot of time here um, before that all shakes out. We'll see how that goes. Um, looking for, through some more of the questions here. Pat Davini wants Trey Sullivan to make the roster. Sullivan had a really good first game. Obviously, he had that huge hit on Malachi Dupree that knocked the, the poor guy out of the game and made him go to the hospital. And it sounds like Dupree is okay, thank, thankfully. Uh, that was really scary to be stretchered out of the game. But he did have big hits. He's looked good in coverage. I don't know if he makes the team. Maybe. I don't think it's impossible. But I would put it at a pretty low chance. I think the Eagles already have Malcolm Jenkins. He's making the roster, obviously. He's a starter. Same thing with Rodney McLeod. Corey Graham got paid like he's going to make this team. And he's pretty much the third safety right now. Terrence Brooks has had a really good training camp. So he's your fourth guy. And he's a Joe Douglas guy, too. He used to be with the Ravens. And then Chris Maragos is your special teams captain and one of the best special teams players on the team. So that's five safeties right there. I don't really think they keep six. Trey Sullivan is a guy, in my opinion, who if you put him on the practice squad, I don't think anyone's going to take him. So I think that's where he could end up. Uh, Franklin Curry uh, says, Is Brandon Brooks actually injured? Yes, he did suffer an ankle injury. He was limited in practice today. Um, Safe, not Saif, it's pronounced Safe. Thank you, Safe, for giving me your name pronunciation in here. Uh, Safe from Iowa. John would love uh, you, man. Uh, 76ers top five in the East. I don't know if I'd go that far. I know the East is pretty weak, um, but I do think they will make the playoffs, so I will say that. more qu- How is Matt Collins looking? This question from Charles Roberts. I think he's looked pretty good overall. I mean, obviously you saw how he looked in the preseason game. He's had some issues with drops in the past few days, which clearly means the Eagles lost the Jordan Matthews trade. But other than that, uh, I think, you know, Matt Collins has had a pretty good summer. For the most part, outside of those drops, he's caught the ball well. You see his big playability. He runs fast. He has great size. Uh, I think Collins is going to be a, a pretty, I don't know if he's ever going to be, I don't think he's a star player, but I think he's going to be a good player, a good receiver for sure. Um, Brian C. Knight asking, will Ronald Darby play in this week's game? That's not been confirmed yet. Maybe the Eagles wouldn't do it because they feel like it's too soon just based on knowing the scheme. But I have to say, I would think he will play. Darby said he, he thinks he'll play based on, like, he, he, he doesn't have any limitations in his mind. And 
he's been they threw him in with the first team defense and he seems to be playing well so I think they should give Darby some kind of playing time uh, on Thursday night against the Bills his former team unfortunately and I wanted to get to this as well Jordan Matthews will not be playing on Thursday night because it sounds like he suffered a chest injury and no it wasn't a broken heart although I'm sure that's an issue for him uh, it sounds like it was a cracked sternum and unfortunate injury man I mean this guy gets traded probably not too happy about the trade and I don't blame him doesn't necessarily seem like Buffalo wants to sign him to a long-term extension at least at this point maybe after the season but that's no guarantee and so J-Mac gets traded to Buffalo where it's all cold too and all of a sudden he gets hurt on the first day of practice like that's a big bummer so and not only does he get hurt and it's he's out for a couple days it sounds like the Bills said he was week to week so uh, is he going to be ready for week one? I don't know. but uh, So that's a real shame, even though you know he's not lo- no longer an eagle, obviously. Uh, that's a real disappointment. And along those lines, this question from Jonathan, uh, what's up with J-Matt's press conference in Buffalo? Something's up. See, that's the issue. You can't have a press conference because he's hurt, and injured players don't have to look, or don't, sorry, don't have to look, don't have to talk to the media. Uh, Luke Panessa, do I think Nick Foles will play Thursday? He will not. He told the report, told reporters after practice today that he won't practice. He was limited today. He didn't do a full, uh, set of team drills. He only did some things. He did seven on seven. He did a little bit of work today in his first day back, but he did not do a full practice. So, uh, I do think Nick Foles might have a chance at returning next week, but not this week. Question from another one from Franklin Curry. Is this Brent Sellers last year? I just think Burton has more to offer. Interesting quote today from Frank Reich about Trey Burton. He basically said, you know, that's a guy who Carson Wentz loves and loves to have on the field. So I think we talk about earlier in this show about you have all these options to, tr- to replace Jordan Matthews in the sense of a slot receiver by committee. Not only is Zach Ertz going to be one of those guys, Trey Burton's going to be one of those guys, I think, as well with an increased role in the offense. So that's something to watch as well. And as far as Selleck goes, I absolutely think it's going to be his last year. I believe you can save something like $4 million by cutting him next year. He would have to take a, some kind of big pay cut to stay around. And I don't think that's realistic. Who knows? Maybe he retires after this year. I don't know. Because he, he, he had his lowest receiving numbers of his career last season. I think he'll be 33 or so. So he might just decide that, you know, it's time to hang him up. Maybe uh, that's how it comes to an end. And the tight end position is kind of interesting after this year. I know we're looking a little far ahead here. But Ertz is obviously under contract. But Burton's going to be a free agent. Maybe the Eagles keep him, because as I just said, Wentz seems to really like him. And I think he's a, a quality backup to have. And Selig's going to be gone. So if Selig's gone and Burton's a free agent, and let's say Burton doesn't come back, although I think he will, then all of a sudden it's just Ertz. So they're going to need more tight ends in the future. Uh, I think that just about... Oh, man. Uh, Jonathan also saying that John Barchard has his support with the Jason Kelsey at fullback idea, which is totally not happening. Um, I think that just about does it for today's daily episode. It's been about 25 minutes. 
it's funny because like we're doing these and then they almost end up being full length shows, which there's no problem with that. You know, there's we're having fun talking. Uh, Eagles, you know, I have no problem going on longer, but I'm gonna wrap it up for today. This has been myself, Brandon Lee Gowton, on BGN Radio Daily. Thank you for everyone for tuning in. As always, you can listen to this podcast. If you're listening to it right now on the Facebook page, you can check it out again. Or if you missed parts on this video or the BGN Radio feed on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, TuneIn, all of those kind of podcast things and again please give us a five-star rating we'd really appreciate it you can also check us out on patreon.com slash bgn radio for our bonus content we had a new eagle after dark podcast come out last week you can check that out we're doing some more things on there soon uh i think that just again that's that's it for this week's podcast i'm blg take it easy everyone go eagles (laughs) 